Hey everyone, welcome back to Reality 2.0. This week, Doc Searles, Petros Katupas, and Kyle Rankin again are joining me, Catherine Druckmann, for uh, a little chat about what's been going on in uh, the privacy and digital world in the past week. There's always something, right? There's always something to talk about, sadly. Yeah. Who's making headlines? But uh, we, we thought we'd cover a few, a few bases today and... Um, among them we've been, we've been covering right, them some already I, I, I was just wondering i mean we could pull this together you you always have a puzzle to reassemble at the end yeah, of these things i do <laughs> takes me a week <laughs> but hey so next friday when you're hearing this <laughs> know <laughs> that i've been piecing it together for the the past week but yeah um yeah so there's a lot going on so we you know we we talk about the title of the podcast a lot and you know we sort of joke about Ugh, reality our new reality and I mean, it's not all bad, right? It's not, it's not all bleak. We get to hang out with each other virtually all the time. So that's good. Um, but yeah, there's a uh, lot it's, to talk about. Still, I'll tell you, I, I can't name names, but I've been talking to at least one publication that is feeling big guilt about being in the advertising business. It's, it is on its way out. I mean, as uh, the, the spying-based advertising business anyway, it's on its way out. That advertising itself is going to be fine, you know, um, but the kind that follows you around is going to be going to be killed. And then, you know, and, and now I'm looking at, um, you know, we talked about this on one of our back channels, but, you know, Augustine Fu and, and mm -hmm. has this amazing way to visualize all of the, the cascading who gets a cookie, uh, who gets the data um, graphic um, and the markup, which is this very principled publication um, has a new thing called black light that kind of, you know, in the same way as a black light will light up something that's got smudge on it or whatever. And uh, uh, that'll tell you what's wrong with any particular site in terms of spying on people. I think um, black, black light is actually really well done because it doesn't just, it, it, you know, most of these privacy yeah. tools, they, they alert you to the presence of various cookies and tracking and whatnot. But I think blacklist gives, does a, a really nice job of explaining the significance of each which I think is important because if yeah. people don't understand the difference between, I don't know, a new relic performance related tracker versus, you know, a hot jar that's, you know, tracking your mouse movements and, and stuff like that. Um, yeah. You know, I think, I think they're more likely to clue themselves into the significance, which is, you know, the half of the battle. Yeah. There, somebody needs to, and I, you know, I, it's, it's something I would gladly write. I think there needs to be a book about this. Um, Don Marty, who had one of our ex-editors, uh, editors-in-chief, um, pointed out that if you're writing about ad tech, it's kind of like painting the Golden Gate br uh, Bridge. You know, By the time you're done at one end, the other end is already old paint. <laughs> um, so you fair, never yeah. can, can't paint the whole thing at once. That said, though, I think a lot of the practices are pretty consistent you know, across the retargeting has been around for a while. The, you know, the way this system is kind of built is there. So I just ran Linux journal through it. It says, no, no. no yeah. So back so, when, sorry, yeah. uh, back when we, when we did the, the rebuild of, you know, as long as, it, as long as they're using, as long what as we don't change that, as long as they yeah. don't change that, we, we, uh, so we worked with a guy uh, named Chris Ripple, who is awesome. And the two of us came up with a bunch of solutions for uh, respecting user, user initiation. 
So it doesn't load, like while we, unfortunately, I would say had to rely on discuss for comments, we don't, we didn't load it unless the user specifically asked. So unless yeah, you load yeah. the comments, you're not getting any of the discuss tracking stuff. Uh, the same, yeah. you know, we tried to sort of, uh, you know, wall off YouTube a little bit too. So yes, we were still using YouTube videos just for, you know, ease of use really, because again, we were, a, you know, a small crew and, uh, you know, the less we had to maintain the better, but, but we used it, but we used the no cookie domain and we, you know, we, we were only used loading images unless the user specifically interacted with that bit we didn't load anything at all, any uh, YouTube mm -hmm. content, I mean, or, or, uh, yeah. So, I mean, we tried our best, I think, to, I think we succeeded. I think we did a great job. You did a great job. You did a great job. It was a oh, great thing. You did a phenomenal job, especially when you yeah. consider what it used to be. Yeah, it's full of tracking. <laughs> no, just even, even layout. I'm, I'm serious. Oh, you, yes. Yeah. Clean, crisp, Got you better know, over the year. easy to navigate. It, yes, it was phenomenal. It was, you did a great job. Right. But the point of all of that is for now, anyway, yeah. as long as nothing changes, you should get a pretty clean bill of health, so to speak, when you run it through. Yeah, a, uh, one of those. Well, it just tracking. got one. I just ran one through and just got nothing. So, yeah, so that's. Let's hope that sticks around. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a legacy. <laughs> legacy. Everything. Everything over two minutes old is legacy at this point. I think oh, that's fair. There is only now, depressing. and a few things we remember given short-term memory. Uh, so, so speaking of now, <laughs> that we might get around <laughs> yeah. to to the topic that every, everyone seems to be talking about, which is the. The Amazon, uh, <laughs> the mm. Amazon April Fool's joke. That's in fact a product. <laughs> yeah, least, right. You know, when I right. saw it, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, this Fool's is a joke, day. right? No, it's totally not a joke. I went to the Amazon site and and uh, I went to uh, the post about you know. I, I guess they had a major event. I don't. I feel like I'm a little uninformed right now, but they must have. They must do a thing like Apple does and like every big company mm. where they they announce all their new product lineup and and they announced this thing. But in retrospect, you know, I, I look at it and I'm just, I really thought it was a joke. I mean, it's its not that it's so much more inherently evil than, than a lot of other things. It's just, it's a its a flying camera that flies around yeah. your house. I wonder to what y'all... Yeah, you know. it's a drone. I wonder how it sounds. That, that's the first thing I thought is that... Um, it must sound you know, like any other drone. I mean, I, I guess, yeah, this, this caught me by surprise. I ring with a drone intended to fly around your house. I mean, it, this, I mean, I laugh, so, but... so it's got a camera on it. You use your phone as a remote control. Like, uh, does it alert you? Like there's a noise or movement present and then you can just fly the drone to, to, to where in your house? Well, I think, I, I think, yes, you can do that, but it's also, it's, it, it's autonomous. I mean, it, it makes those decisions for itself as I understand it. It, um, it will in inspect areas of uh, randomly inspect areas of your house based on so some what, determination it makes for it's, itself. It's like things out of a video game. You know, you're, you're trying to sneak around and you're trying to avoid like these flying like cyborg or, or drone like yes. robots that are protecting some sort of fortress or i mean that's sort of what it reminds me yeah, of. and there's a little tiny bit of like a military drone thing yeah. going on too you're like is it gonna shoot at me i don't know it's just i don't know i i wish i 
I could be a little bit more serious right now, but the, the, the object itself is so comical to me that I find it really hard to take seriously. But, but yet that's the, the point of this conversation. We should, in fact, you know, <laughs> take it you know, seriously. Well, I, I just made this yeah. interesting dis- discovery. Sorry, I, Kyle, I, I think yeah, you were about ahead, to say something and I keep it. I was just going to say, I think one of the other things to keep in mind, especially with technologies like, like Ring, is another thing they announced was a landlord version of Ring that uh, yes. landlords could use to, to virtually drop in on tenants. And there's a lot of this sort of home security type stuff that, you know, on one hand, it, you have one perspective on it when you think about it in terms of, well, I'm doing this for myself or my neighborhood. And it's a completely different thing when you realize that in many cases, it's, it's something that either a landlord or a hotel or, you know, other, other places are instituting where you don't, you, it's not an opt-in you know, unless you choose either to not uh, rent or, you, you know, you, you cancel your lease for the landlord who implements this. But I could see, for example, combined with the landlord system, a landlord, you know, launching to fly the, the Valkyries drone uh, for a drop-in visit, you know. That's disturbing. Um, so, yeah, actually, so the, land, the Amazon landlord thing is what we talked about two episodes ago. Because that was, and that's the thing. I mean, they had just announced... <laughs> this landlord program and we talked about how bizarre that was and and we had this this sort of like ha 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 you know who thought that was a good idea conversation and then just a couple of weeks later with you know they come out with a a flying a flying drone it looks I, like I, a video game that's what it looks, looks like. like a video game it looks like an episode cool of if... alias from years ago where they were they were out running this tiny mini helicopter that was shooting at them this is what immediately what i saw and i just I don't know. I, it just looked to me like, like it was a kind of a joke prototype that accidentally made it into production. <laughs> and suddenly but, they're like, oh God, we've got to create a whole marketing campaign around this thing. But I could be wrong, obviously. I, I wonder if, if um, I mean, I, I think it'd be really cool if, you know, J- Jeff Bezos presented this and he's levitating the whole time, you know, uh, or something like that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it now and and I'm thinking, okay, it it it'll probably dodge somebody who comes after it, right? If you want to swat it out of the air, then I thought, is it going to outrun a bullet? I don't know if somebody wants to shoot one of these <laughs> things. Well, probably not. not I'm guessing. You know, it's uh, uh, well, I mean, it's it's going to end up doing its primary goal, which is how they're advertising it, right? Home security. It's going to capture pictures uh, of any anybody trying to break in but that aside I mean you have the other end of it I mean it's mapping your home you know, right it's 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 here, you want to know something scanning weird. your house yeah at all times so we're we're in a borrowed house here I mean we're uh, at a friend's house it's a it's a big house though and um uh and 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 uh, she's under care and there's a uh, a caretaker in that room, but they have security cameras around the, like there's one at the front door, there's one in the backyard by the pool, and there's one in the side where, where all the garbage cans are. Uh, and I find myself sitting, I put some chairs outside where they don't look because I don't want to be on camera, right? And, and I'm thinking, why, why would somebody want, I mean, it seems to be the downside of having the fully observed house 
exceed and, and where you know something's watching you, even if it's your own damned house, right? You know, it's kind of the same problem I have with Alexa being on all the time, listening to me. It's like, what are they doing? I mean, I, I, I don't want it listening all the time. I'd rather, you know, make a, a clap or something and have it wake up and then talk to it or something. But, um, you know, I mean, we don't have an Alexa, but we have friends that do. And, and they're, and they're, they're all, all of them are saying, would well, be sure not to use the A word. What's the A word? You know, I, because it's going gonna, it's gonna to talk back to you. Um, Except that it's, it's listening. I mean, in order to hear the... Exactly. It's the listening at all times. And what's happening in the other end, right? And Actually, and you, one of, one of um, my kids were out playing and uh, my wife and I were sitting on our driveway with our neighbors the other day. And there was a couple of teenage girls that rode past with their bikes. And the one of them called out to the other one, hey, Alexa, you know, and started saying whatever she was saying. And my, my wife and I and our neighbors said, how unfortunate mm. that her name is Oh, right. Alexa. That is actually her name. Yeah. yeah. Or if her name is Alex, right? Or something that, that's similar enough. Um, will Alexa wake up if you just say Alex? Probably. I have no idea. Yeah. I, 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 so. yeah. I don't own one. Our neighbors do, so maybe I should it, ask. Though. I mean, you can change it to Echo or computer, or I can't remember the rest. But you right, yeah, I know. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, you, you should know. change the name to Lurfmsturtle or something like that. To... <laughs> I don't think you can customize it. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Well, that would be kind of cool. Huh. Um, well, it, it, here's an almost interesting thing. Um, until about a minute ago, I, when I went to look up Alexa, the, the Alexa drone, everything was in the UK. And then I realized I had a VPN on and I didn't know it. I'd forgotten it. I'd forgotten that I was trying out a VPN. So, but it worked pretty well. I guess it, it's a test of, testifies to the value to of that extent, VPN. Think, was, yeah. was the VPN so you can stream TikTok? No, it was, it was <laughs> actually, it, that would have been a fun, more fun uh, purpose. No, it was actually so I could, um, I could see what's happening in the UK. I wanted the UK view of something. And that was like yesterday. I just forgotten about it. Um, that is that's that's an interesting point that you say I wanted the UK view of something and that yeah. is really you know that is interesting the way that I mean you know the way that information is so targeted that you really yeah you, know, you have but, to put on a little costume in order to get different perspectives and I think that's that's worth talking yeah about. The, 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 what what is the actual name for that I mean it's not I, I know I could do an IP lookup but um when the when the server auto detects just looks at your IP address and looks it up against the table and sees where you're from, what is that called? Within this within the server with that system, it's, it's basically is location it detects location. But the here in California because of the CCPA, if one detects a California IP address, which in my case at this location is a 107 address, that's Los Angeles, and it says. And, and you get this thing, you should try VPNing to California and seeing what you see, because you get this thing saying, uh, if you don't want us to sell your information, you have to fill out a form or you have to do some other thing. And it's very aversive and confusing. And that's because of the CCPA, the California Consumer Privacy Act, um, for which there is a new proposition. We have that direct democracy here, a proposition where um, uh, you can, um, it, it just puts more teeth in that law, which the EFF doesn't like, and I don't like it either, but we don't have to go into it. I didn't like the CCPA either. I think it was a bad idea. Well, but, overcomplicating um, things. thinks that more laws often, you know, you know, that's, 
they protect yesterday from last Thursday and they last for years. And then people think <laughs> of time inside that frame and goes so, on. Let's check in with Kyle. Well, okay. So, you know, we're, we're talking about a few things, but, but in particular, I wanted, I wondered about uh, your perspective on this Amazon drone specifically just so, you know, when we, when we talk about these, these things that keep popping up every couple of weeks, um, you know, I like to talk about unforeseen consequences. I don't think, you know, the geeks in, you know, the, in development and R and D or in the back room trying to destroy the world or, you know, do something nefarious with this technology. I truly don't believe that. But I think inevitably there are unforeseen consequences. And, and for example, uh, I brought up um, offline earlier or online, but not here. Uh, the concern that popped up a few years ago about Roomba potentially basically like selling maps of people's houses and then Roomba kind of, I think, backpedaled a bit and, 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 and put up some privacy uh, policy that, I don't know, I'm not actually. I, I believe they they've committed to not selling to third parties, but I'm not sure. I can't say for sure. But I just wondered, you know, about your thoughts about the unforeseen consequences of this type of device. I mean, what what concerns you the most, or 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 even the least about about that kind of device? Well, so one of my concerns is what it normalizes. So if you're if you have a now this handy little helicopter flying around your house recording things on patrol just like you have a a robot that's you know cleaning your cleaning your floor you start becoming accustomed to it being there just like everyone now is in many cases accustomed to having a smart speaker in their house or in their friend's house listening to what's going on and it very quickly the implications of those things change uh, if it's normalized to the point that now you have one maybe that's patrolling outside of your house uh, just like you have a ring camera aiming out into your street. Uh, and if you have one that now can fly outside of your house, it's maybe bigger, it launches from the garage and patrols your property, then, you know, and, and that's kind of normalized. And th then it makes it very easy for you to have, you know, some sort of mun municipal drone that flies around, kind of dystopian future kinds of stuff. But it it just sort of slinks over to that area where if you're, you're used to it at that point, because, well, it's, it's not that, you know, it's not that different from my own cameras that I use. You know, it, we found that in San Francisco recently where there was this community uh, camera police watch type thing. It wasn't for the police to use. It was for community watch uh, cameras that were installed. And they found that, you know, during recent BLM protests that the police were able to, commandeer that equipment and get the footage from it you know even though it wasn't intended for that yeah the 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 current political unrest i think always generally adds a new layer to uh to concern about these kind of things yeah, well, I mean, combine yeah. it with facial recognition you know imagine not only do you have the drone that's flying out and and looking around your house or maybe now looking out into your yard but it also even though they've said in the past that they they are not at this moment going to to link this sort of thing with their facial recognition database. Uh, that's just a policy decision away. Just like you know, Google was never going to link double clicks information with their other properties, and until they did, you know, and then when they did, all of these connections were made. And the same thing goes here. If you have cameras pointing out of your door, and you have a drone that's flying around your house on patrol, and you can look at, identify the people that are around, you know, that there's an extra level of implication. I mean, it's just there's just, that combined with all of the other sensors uh, 
that you have paints a deeper and more complete picture of everyone. You know, your, your heart rate when uh, on your watch talking integrated with your, some camera that might be looking at your face, picking up cues that tell the story about your emotion that when combined with your heart rate can tell whether you were lying to the other person in your, in the room that you were talking to at that particular moment, things like that. Yeah. So, so there have been a few, um, articles, news articles recently about uh, facial recognition technology that's designed to assign a trust score basically to your facial features and expressions. And it's, you know, and there are major, major concerns about this because, you know, there are, there are implications of racism and, and more than just that. I mean, it, I have a hard time actually even putting it into words, but it's, it's disturbing the idea that you could be profiled based on your bone structure. Um, and then there was an article in Vice saying that that uh, Department of Homeland Security said that their uh, facial recognition photos have been hacked. So it's, I don't know, there are so many things to be concerned about when you talk about facial recognition. And then when you when you consider the fact that literally every cubic inch of, of the U.S. is soon to you know, be covered by some sort of surveillance camera, it starts to get a little, a little upsetting. I mean, it's, you know, I don't think it's that much of a stretch to be extremely concerned about this type of thing. Well, and, and scale, scale makes all the difference with these things. You know, that's, that's been the problem with mass surveillance to begin with, is that you have these, these sort of notions that were based on a very small, limited scope or scale, you know, based on the scale of what uh, someone, a, a police officer in the 1970s could do with a warrant on an individual, you know, and then you, you take that concept, but then change the scale and the scope and it changes all of the implications. And the same thing goes with having a surveillance camera that looks at, you know, that looks at the inside of a jewelry store is a different scale and scope to having ubiquitous cameras everywhere that are, that someone could access if they, you know, that someone could centrally access and combine all the information about. I mean, that's the power of Ring in general is that you have a central company that has access to all of this footage um, in one way or the other. And so it's very valuable for law enforcement and other people to tap into when they want, when they want footage that they otherwise couldn't get. And there's, there's also precedent recently, I don't know if we talked about this last time or not, where, uh, there have been cases where uh, government government uh, government uh, officials who want who were doing an investigation that would have required a warrant sidestepped it and simply paid for the data from data brokers mm -hmm. so they wouldn't have to go through the trouble of getting a warrant to get the same data. Yeah, we have talked about that because you don't need it anymore. Who who needs a warrant when so much personal information is available for sale? So they just buy it instead of you know. Well, it, it, there's a couple of interesting angles on this. One is that. Um, the, the new thing for a lot of companies anyway is to have as little data as possible about people because it's kind of like um, a toxic asset. Um, a, a friend of mine calls it the radon gas of corporate <laughs> uh, computing. And it's, it's too much personal data because it's sort of they're, they're, um, uh, they're exposed. But on the other hand, it is exactly what Kyle's talking about here. There, there, there are more avenues, especially at scale, to have access to personal information about people and to identify people. You know, you combine anything with, uh, with facial recognition. And to me, that's like the, that's, that's the worst part. I, I started, I, I have a corporate client that is doing 
it's it's not facial recognition as much as age verification. You know, this person appears to be over this age or under that age. That's all it does. But it was trained with actual known ages of known people and so forth. And um, and the you know, but I, I started studying it, and the further I got into it, the more I thought the only entities that should recognize a face are other human beings or their pets, and not um, and not machines. I, I think we. I, I, I'm actually. I've take, I'm taking more of more of an absolutist position on it. Like we we should not even have, um, you know, machine facial recognition outside of our own devices. Okay, if my device, I look at it, it noses my face, but that data, I know. I have a way of knowing it's auditable. This is a, this is a big part of this is that's that nobody talks about that, you know, where, how do you check, you know, Google says, I'm, I'm not going to, Petros brought this up earlier, but we're not going to share your information with other parts of the company. And then they go ahead and do it anyway. Or maybe you mentioned it, Kyle, but uh, somebody did. But anyway, um, you have no way of knowing. I mean, there's no auditing that goes on here. If you're operating a nuclear power plant, they're going to go in and look at paperwork and they're going to look at, machine records, they're going to see whether you're operating this thing well. We don't have anything like that for the giant systems that are, that have, that possess all kinds of information about us. But we need that. Um, and, but I don't know how to make it happen, but I do think we need something like that because we, we the manners aren't there yet. And until the manners are there and, and there are systems out there that can recognize a gesture from a human being that says, I don't want to be seen. <laughs> I don't want to show up on that. I, you know, I, I don't want you looking inside my life. Um, uh, we're going to be sort of stuck with, you know, kind of the, the first law of technology, which is what can be done, will be done. Well, and, and the default is to collect data and to store it, right? I mean, if, if for instance, we lived in a world where it was 100%, it was always opt-in instead of, instead of having yeah. to opt-out, you know, and we operated under that default, then it would, you know, then you could walk down the street and say, well, you know, unless I've chosen to opt into the system with informed consent, then I'm not too concerned about it. But we know that that's not the case. We know that instead you have to explicitly go to a lot of trouble to try to remove yourself from things that where information about you has been incidentally collected just by you being a person in the modern age. Yeah, that, um, the, the, the whole opting out thing, I mean, opting out of everything on, an, on a one-off basis where you have no record that you actually have opted out, you've kept no record, you don't know what the other party's doing, um, uh, it's impossible. It's an impossible situation, and, and we're stuck with that right now. Ah. Did you guys get uh, uh, a notice from... Uh, Facebook, when you log into Facebook, um, so there's, there's some notice at the top of the, uh, the application where some people are eligible to get money back, or no, I shouldn't say back, right, to get yeah. some sort of compensation from Facebook due to a class action lawsuit that was filed against them and the way that Facebook either used or misused um, yeah, is it for a state or something? Is it? Uh, 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 I I don't know. Is it for a state? Because uh, everyone, at least around me here in Illinois, uh, saw this notice. You know, maybe I should go. Yeah, back there is one for Illinois. Yeah, Doc, you need to fire up the VPN. 
Yeah. Was it Facebook from Illinois? Yeah, and I, but I just, you can I'm get thinking. up. You can get up up to four hundred dollars um, from Facebook because of the way they've misused your yeah. your your data and and I think facial recognition data specifically. See, they offer six hundred fifty million to settle facial recognition class action, huh? And this is recent. This is uh, this showed up in my. Facebook feed about two days ago and, and my wife's and some of our friends, cause we were asking about it. And then shortly thereafter, I saw it reported on uh, CNN or something. I don't remember yeah. one of these news sites. The, the, the irony here is that I, I go to the USA. I did a search. I go to the USA today one and immediately a popover shows up from Gannett, which owns USA about selling personal information. And that's cause I'm in California. And it's defaulted on, by the way. I have, to, I have to switch it to off. And they make it unclear what the toggle is. Which, way is. which way is this net? And it's powered by one trust, which is one of the companies that provides the, uh, you know, this a back end for this. And I confirm my choices. I'll hit confirm my choices. And, and I will, I just took a screenshot. And I'll, do, do I have a record of that? I confirm, it's my choice. I confirm my choice. I have no record of that. Where is it? I don't know, you know, it made the, it made the banner go away. And is Gannett remembering that? Is OneTrust remembering that? What happened? There's no way to tell. It's bizarre and, and wrong. But anyway, uh, 650 million and three Illinois residents uh, sued Facebook. So you all should go for it, Petros. You're there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 was, I want to learn more about it before I, I do anything or before I recommend <laughs> that my wife and I do do anything with it only because I don't know what the gotchas are, right? Don't click the button. Well, yeah, see, that's exactly. the thing. You, you need don't to provide know. your you need to provide your financial routing information for your bank to Facebook so yeah. that they know where to deposit the check. You know, it's yeah. no problem. Obviously. Yeah, yeah and, that's and, not going to happen. And how far can you trust Facebook? And and I mean, I, of course, the the joker me would wants to say, I really like the money, but I don't have a face. <laughs> you know, so like, can I can I get it if I don't have a face? Uh, oh, the facial recognition stuff, though. God, I mean, we could talk so long about that. I don't. Have you seen the the things that have been popping up in the last couple of days talking about you know the new phrenology is back and and oh, phrenology is right. Yeah, yeah, my my favorite quote out of something I read recently. I'm actually looking at it right now. Mm-hmm. It says, um, something about uh, racist pseudosciences for the modern surveillance state. I mean, I think that kind of what if you actually have horns? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but it, if you had said to me ten, five years ago that this was this was a concern, you know that 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 there were companies out there developing facial recognition software to target people based on the shape of their face, yeah, who predict who is more likely to commit criminal behavior i would have i would have i would have assumed you were talking about a screenplay or some sort of black mirror episode or something black mirror episode yes exactly and so i just there's something about the fact that these headlines are it doesn't surprise me today i'm like oh yeah that sounds about right you know and uh, the current state of the world what with you know covid and politics and everything and then these kind of headlines it's just you feel like we're we're 
like we're living in the wrong timeline. <laughs> it's the only thing. I mean, well, yeah. Well, we're living in the past, and and we, this is a good time to correct things. Actually, I, I I really think it's very very early, and whatever, you know, we've had digital technology for like you know several decades, and we're going to have it for millennia probably if we continue to have civilization. Now is a good I'm, time to correct some of this stuff. Yeah. Well, and and your your point of us. Our living in the past is, in particular in the U.S., as advanced as we think that we are in these cases, if you want to see where everything is going, uh, China, in w- when yep. you talked about before about how, you know, if, we, if it can be done, it will be done. There, there's no semblance of, of regulation to stop what could be done. And so, you know, if you want a precursor of what it could be like, they yeah. have, you know, very state-of-the-art uses of this technology. I mean, to all the way from the facial recognition side to, you know, social, uh, uh, yeah, a social, social credit, score, the social, yeah, social credit, credit score, score which right? was a black mirror um, episode, by the way. Yeah. 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 I mean, they have that implemented and even, I mean, we, while we have, uh, you know, trustworthiness from your face shape, which I can never think of a way that that could be abused, but, uh, not just for law enforcement, but, for job applicants too, you know, a lot of these algorithms are they're they're being market companies that make these sorts of things are marketing them in two main areas. They're marketing them for law enforcement, uh, and they're marketing them for companies that have like large companies that have that do a lot of hiring um, as an initial screen. You know, so you have an algorithm that can screen out applicants for you based on, you know, who traditionally based on whoever they trained the algorithm on would be a good worker for the company. You know. And there's, mm-hmm. there's already been a lot of uh, research into that to show the inherent biases and that sort of thing. But, but I mean, the same, the same thing went for a system that would determine whether or not you should have bail, you know, based on uh, right. not just right. your face, but based on other attributes of yourself. Okay, I give up. I just give up. I quit humanity. Oh, that's, that's troubling. Deeply troubling. Do we have any good news this week? <laughs> good news. I have a... I was thinking of recognition, but for some reason, uh, the face of a rock star came to my head. So I have to tell you a brief story. Um, and it may be a wrong story, but it's a great story. I, I went to a barber back when I used to go to barbers when I lived in the Bay Area. And this is when uh, John Lee Hooker, the singer, was still with us. And he sort of famously locally had a house, had a little ranch house on a side street. Um, and... Uh, and there were pictures of John Lee Hooker all over the walls of this, uh, of this barber shop. And, uh, and I said to the barber, so, so you're into John Lee Hooker? He says, oh yeah, no, I, I cut his hair. I said, where he comes in. He said, no, 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 I go to his house. And, and I, and he said, well, actually a few weeks ago I was there and I went in, he just leaves the front door unlocked. And there was what I, it was a dead guy on a, on the couch. And I'm staring at this guy who's clearly dead. And he said, so I went into, he, he always cut his hair in his bedroom. He had a special chair he wanted to sit in in the bedroom. And I said, Mr. Hooker, you're, there's a dead guy in your living room on the couch. And John Lee Hooker said, no, no, that, that's Keith Richards. He always looks like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was waiting for a punchline. I mean, that was, was the punchline. Like no, whether it's true or not, it's, one, but... it's a credible story. <laughs> nonetheless. <laughs> Oy. Yeah. Oy, oy, oy. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling very uh, ridiculous today. Uh, a, I feel like I'm gonna have to edit a lot of no. my ridiculousness, but that's no, fine. No, that's fine. That's all good. 
but yeah, I mean, okay. So we, a word that, well, it was the title of our, uh, you know, podcast a couple of weeks ago, and it's a word that Kyle has repeated a few times, and that is normalization. And, and that is a thing that is happening. Wait, I, I no longer find insane headlines or just insane data headline aside, you know, media bias or whatever aside completely. I no longer find bizarre information to be bizarre because, you know, it's, it's getting, I'm feeling a little punch drunk from, from weird news. And uh, yeah, I just, anyway, so I feel like the only, the only logical response is to laugh at it or else we'll all go crazy. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I don't know. Are y'all feeling the same way that it's just like, oh, well, what crazy thing are we going to run, you know, read this week well, about technology? Well, what's normal, right? I mean, so nor- well, it's, it's all, it's all fear mongering, right? You, you, you um, ratchet up the fear, you know, people are going to think that they, they're going to need this. They're going to need this, you know, camera, uh, this drone, this, this something, because there's, there's a fear out there, fear of, maybe somebody breaking into your home or causing harm to your family or, or, or something. So long as that fear is there and, and so long as they, you know, they being these companies uh, developing this technology, harvesting your data, so long as they use security as an excuse, I mean, it's going to be more and more normalized as my concern. That's an interesting point because the second you said fear mongering, I, of course, I, I, I imagine myself thinking, oh, well, you know, maybe I've become hypersensitive in the other way. Like I assume that now, you know, every device that comes out is, is, is potentially very harmful, but you know, it, but I think that most people view it the other way is that the world is so scary that we need these things. Whereas I'm looking at like, Oh God, you know, what camera is going to be in my house? And I mean, obviously none are going to be in my house because I'm not going to make that choice. But, um, but yeah, so that, that's an interesting point that you make. That's it. That's it. That's it was it. over. Okay. Done. Well. I'll be here all week. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. The silence uh, triggers the uh, whatever. Oh, I'm one thing that we could talk about again. next at a different time would be that this Google case where a previous employee, or I guess technically an existing employee has a lawsuit with them. And I think that the attorney realized, wait, we're using Google Docs and Gmail to coordinate our defense, or I'm sorry, not our defense, but you know this lawsuit. And Google could legally uh, view that information if they wanted to, because it, they can, they're allowed to do that to, to quote unquote protect Google. Oh and wow! So that, got the that is interesting. Huh. Yeah, and so the well, what, what happened was in in one of the terms and conditions, you know, of this of the many things that you click through and don't read. Uh, one of them is that Google it is allowed to access your data. While it typically wouldn't, it's allowed to to protect Google, whatever that means. And then, so in this lawsuit, the attorney um, filed a motion to they want Google to answer the question: um, What does that mean in this case? Could you for instance, look at our correspondence, uh, you know, or the judges' information that's shared with the judge outside that's not supposed to be shared with you. Could you access it if it's using a Google service? Is that what does it mean uh, to protect Google? And the answer hasn't come out yet. The question was just the motion was just filed. So it'll be interesting to see what what happens out of that. That is interesting. Hmm. 
Well, I wonder stay, if stay tuned. We need to invite a some lawyers on again. I maybe if, maybe not. If, I don't know. So um the the GDPR has these uh six provisions, I forget what the what the right word is, but reasons that a company might collect uh, personal data on somebody. Uh, one of them is, is, is uh, consent, of course. That's why we get those consent notices. Another one is called legitimate interest, which is I have a legitimate interest in this information. But that's also a, an interesting defense of anything. I mean, so Google could say, I have a legitimate interest in self-preservation. So uh, anything that we think might threaten us, which could be anything, it becomes blanket a blanket okay to whatever i'm just thinking out loud here but legitimate interest is and oh by the way legitimate interest kind of got lobbied into the law by the uh as i understand it anyway by the uh you know by the bigs by google and the rest of them you know that that because they want to be able to continue advertising that was a legitimate interest but there are many many other things that could be considered legitimate i suppose so here this might be relevant I was once sitting on a plane next to a guy who turned out to be a college basketball ref. And I said, how do you make judgment calls on fouls that there are people are always complaining. That wasn't really a foul. That was a foul. He said, we don't call fouls because just because somebody's violated a rule. We want to keep the game under control. You just want to make sure the game doesn't get out of control and, because if it's out of control, everybody's just beating the crap out of each other. Um, and so the, and so that's where the judgment comes in. And, and I thought, I'm thinking the relevance here is that what you want, what the regulators want to be able to do, the data protection authorities, for example, in Europe, is keep the game under control. It's not actually, it's not at all under control. And the, the refs, there's, there's too much bad behavior for the refs to even begin to deal with. But it's an interesting way to look at it, right? You want to keep things under control. Depends on who control. you are. It's yeah. A good parting. Uh, yeah. Parting yeah. sentiment there. That's our job here. We're keeping things under control. Keeping it, keeping <laughs> it under control. We're trying. We're sure trying. We're the you we're know? the flaw the flaw enforcement agency. <laughs> you know, we haven't really <laughs> talked about. You know, the movie that everyone's talking about, The Social Dilemma on Netflix. We, oh. have, we talked about it a little bit. We haven't talked about it a lot, but I think, I don't know. I mean. I still haven't I seen it. So no, you, you should watch it. It's, it's, it's good. It's, 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 it's entertaining. A it's a good watch. Um, I have some issues with it. Um, so uh, Tristan Harris, who's, who stars in it, basically, it's, it's kind of, somebody called it an, an infomercial for him. I know him, uh, fair, not so hugely well, but um but I do know him. And um, my, my problem with it is that it, it, well, there are two problems. One is uh, it's mostly is a bunch of white guys. Um, and exactly. That's one go. thing. <laughs> the other thing is um, that it, it entirely busts Google and Facebook and Facebook, especially. Right. And um and not all the other perpetrators out there. I mean, it, every website you go to, you, you know Google is spying on you. You know that Facebook's spying on you. You know they have these capacities. You know that they're doing, they're, they're playing confirmation bias games with you at all times and as ways to angle you toward advertising. And mm -hmm. um, 
but you don't know that when you go to the Wall Street Journal or to uh, uh, the Smithsonian Magazine, you know, that your data about you is being leaked out to the entire world and for many, many parties unknown, you know, and that's, they didn't, they didn't examine that because that's a harder thing to examine. Yeah. It's actually more complex, much more complex because there are many more players in it and it's changing constantly. But then again, I'm a broken record on this and I've yeah. got in an audience of none for most of it. So, uh, well, it, but I want to so bring many, it up. Well, in, there's, there's also, you know, there's so many people in Silicon Valley, at least where they have this sort of this post profit um, crisis of conscience you know, after yeah. after they're out of the game, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I've got wow, my billion, and now I can think. Yeah, yeah. Like now, wow! I was I did some really awful stuff to get this billion. You know, I I feel guilty mm. now. Oh, and I'm also mm. now raising a family, and I know that. And so, therefore, you know, so you have a lot of execs that their kids basically don't use computers and aren't allowed to use computers because they're familiar with how they're going to be exploited because they help build that machine, and the, you know, yeah, they have the crisis of conscience after the fact which is always a convenient place to have it, you know. Right. And being aware of it isn't necessarily all that helpful. Like, I'm perfectly aware that, you know, the more I go down the rabbit hole of freaking out about facial recognition, the more of it I'm going to see. And, and then it's going to, you know, impact my outlook on, on certain things. But, it, you know, the, the, the awareness doesn't necessarily doesn't change anything. It's, you know, I could either, I could not use the internet, but that doesn't seem like appealing and there are obviously ways that we have talked about in, in, in the past to sort of mitigate some of that. But, but, um, but something that Doc said earlier is, is really kind of what resonated with me here. And I'm, I have a little bit of a cynical attitude sometimes, but <laughs> I was watching what, what, what attitude uh, cynical a little bit. Oh, cynical. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was watching it and thinking, well, but you guys are the ones who got us into this. Like you young, I mean, older now i guess but young white dudes <laughs> you guys got us into this maybe we should consider a broader perspective on how to get us out but maybe that's my feminist in me but i didn't see well, it, wait, women there or at least you know the, someone who was on the inside and helped build a thing and didn't and their their conscience wasn't triggered by it enough to do anything about it well, while they were in a position to do something about it, uh, yeah. only after the fact isn't as helpful. You know, what we need are people within, if you're going to be in the machine, you're in the machine uh, stopping it from being unethical. I mean, I think uh, there have been far more strides internally in both Facebook and Google toward, toward improving the situation for everybody by the fact that they have internal employees that are staging, you know, demonstrations and, and threatening to walk out, and in some cases, quitting over you know policy decisions like the project dragonfly for instance that's the first one that comes to mind mm -hmm. where it changed internal policy and it was it was kept secret internally for a reason um and then when it finally got out internally it caused this whole thing and i i think more of that more ha hiring people with ethics who who have principles uh not opinions not self-serving opinions on things but actual principles that uh which I define as, as something that you keep, an, an ideal that you keep, even if it costs you something, even if it's not advantageous to yourself. You know, it's very, it's very easy to, uh, to talk about the damages that a lot of these, these companies have to your privacy when you're no longer behold, when you're no longer reliant on them. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's a different thing, you know, when you are, of course. And so uh, 
have it, we're, we're seeing more principled people enter the workforce uh, re, uh, over the last, you know, decade or so. That, that, I guess if we're going to end on a positive note, the positive note that I have is that a lot of people care about uh, more about what, they're, what they do for a living now as far as the impact on the world. And that's leaking into these companies in ways that it didn't before, where you're seeing more companies focus on social good. Uh, or the impact that their company's making on the world because their employees are demanding it. You know, it's not enough to just pay your bills. Yeah, I agree. You do see so much more of that. It's such a tough thing to measure though, isn't it? Like, how Actually, do you I've, find I've noticed that as well. Uh, and I see it more with the younger generations than I do with the older. Uh, it's just what I've been observing, you know, back when mm. I was, I mean, they're not my employer anymore, but back when I was with IBM, it, were, it was the younger engineers that were essentially um, directing, you know, what was morally good and, and, and not so morally good with uh, some of the uh, decisions or directions that uh, various sectors of the company were taking. Well, in the, in the words of the great Ian Malcolm... <laughs> It's, I think, because uh, there, you, have a, you have a cycle. So, so early in technology, you had people, uh, what was it, the quote from Jurassic Park? We, we, uh, we were so preoccupied with whether or not they could that they didn't stop to think if they should. I love that line. Uh, I but thought so it I think was that, you are what eats you. <laughs> well, there, there's that too. But, but I think earlier on, I think people have that attitude. I think when you go into developing something new, that's 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 not an uncommon perspective and then and then you find out how how you know the the Sorry again unforeseen consequences that i always like to mention but um i think you know i can see what you're saying about a younger perspective or younger engineers having a, a slightly different take on it but i think i think it's important to include perspectives from all age groups i think that that people who were around, you know, before all of this became normalized, have, you know, a, an important view on it. I think it's um, the rest of us. I don't think can see past what we are used to at this point. I mean, maybe some of us can, and that's you know, overly broad statement. But I, I think the important thing to the important takeaway there is to to make sure you're listening <laughs> to as many uh, people as you as you can. Yeah. So uh, listen again next week. <laughs> yeah, and on that note, listen to us. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Email us at info at reality2calf.com if you have any feedback. <laughs> <laughs>